Hey, this is Chris, and thanks for listening to the China On Podcast. We want to hear from you, so we implemented a system, and it's called Pod Inbox. So if you want to leave us a message, give us some feedback, or interact with us directly, go to www.podinbox.com slash chinon. Come on in, bitch. Come on in, man. Oh, maybe then. Uh, maybe then I'll I'll call him. I'll call him tomorrow. If he wants to do. Yeah, maybe I'll fucking bolt these into the center. Then. Yeah. If we're gonna have three people. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Do you need a drill? Nah, I got one. I got a drill, baby. Probably doesn't even work. You know how to use a drill? I know how to use a drill. <laughs> I had to drill these <clears throat> fucking curtains in. It's coming along. What color curtains are you getting or exchanging those for? Uh, the curtains that I'm getting, the color is Chamblay. Chamblay. What is that, like a champagne color? No, it's like a blue, bluish gray oh, something. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, sweetie. Dude, yeah, I, I got the Chamblay. I, I realize this is that you're going to do it too when you when Lana's born. You're going to start using the word cute obnoxiously. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cute. That's cute. We were in Maine, uh, in a Newburyport, and I was like, oh, this is a cute little town. And I'd use cute like three times before 9 a.m., and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> That's what's going to happen, dude. Yeah, it's cute. It's a cute thing. It's it's really pretty cute. Um, You know, it's got her onesies. Dude, that is that is the crazy part now. Is it, it's, it's really getting real. Rebecca's yeah. stomach is like... Big, I saw her. It's... It's getting big, and uh, the baby is imminent, and now we've had the baby shower, so we've got all the, you know, the docatot. We have the... Everything. We have everything. We got all these little onesies and stuff. And, and you're so, just, you're going to get more. Yeah. Everybody's going to give you their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get stuff from you, and then yeah, if yeah, you guys have another stuff. baby, we'll probably be giving it back to you until gonna- the... Just gonna alternate everything back and forth. Honestly, yeah, that's that might be how it goes. Dude, I'm sure Greg will have another kid or something. Who, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have so much stuff though that you got from the baby shower, and you're gonna be like, never even open it, never touch it. Like, I hear people they got um, like somebody was like, oh, you know what you need? You need a uh, um, a baby wipe warmer to warm the wipes. I said what? What is that? And there's like a little machine you put them in to keep them warm, send them in all the night if you change a diaper. Doesn't scare the baby too much. Really? I guess. Yeah. I would never use one, but there's a lot of like nonsense like that. Yeah. Stuff that you don't need. Yeah. We got, well, you said that some of the stuff wouldn't be open. I mean, it's, it's my wife. She's opened everything yeah, and she, put yeah. it in the proper place. Oh, already. of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah I'm it's, sure it's organized. To, it's all organized. Um, yeah. It's, you can probably imagine exactly yes. yeah, what it it's looks, like. It looks good. And you guys got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You'll go through it all. You'll use yeah. it at least once. Dude, And I, so it's like a culmination of things about to happen is we've got 311 this weekend. Yeah. And I'm getting hernia surgery on Monday. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Yeah, tell me more. So I'm, it's, this is going to be like my, this is going to be like my last week of mobility and freedom yeah. before the baby comes. Well, that's what I kind of told Jenny. I was like. We're going to have to go have fun this weekend because 
Yeah, you got. It. I didn't know you had surgery, but I knew like this is what more you gotta do. Because then, dude, when the, you're down to the last month, it could really happen. Yeah, it can. Like, whenever it can be know? anytime. Yeah, that's why I'm getting it. Like, that's why I'm getting surgery. the surgery because they said it's like a th- you're you're pretty much out of commission for like three weeks. Do you? Are they doing like the um like they just go, the small little no, holes? No, they're going through my pee hole <laughs> and then they they root around until they that just kind of like pop it in. Terrible. Yeah, that's what the doctor said. And you're awake for all this. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's gonna you're gonna be awake for the whole thing. <laughs> And then he's like, uh, yeah, this guy out front, Dennis, he's going to be grabbing your nutsack the whole time, <laughs> but your hernia is going to be fixed. It'll yeah, definitely hurt. You're going to feel weird, but your hernia is going to be fine. <laughs> I mean, pretty much the way that it works is it's just, you know, we barrage you emotionally and then you kind of just forget, forget it. You have a it, hole yeah. in your groin. Dude, can you see it poking out? Yeah. It's like, you can kind of see it, but it's like a hereditary thing. My, yeah. my dad had it. My father had it. My father's father probably had it. I didn't know hernias were hereditary. hereditary. That's what they. That's what they said. At least this kind. It's called an inguinal hernia. Yeah. So the only reason why I'm getting this taken care of now is because we were hanging out with fish after the baby shower, mm-hmm. and uh, I was telling him what I have, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you should go get surgery for that and get it taken care of because what can happen is that part of your intestines can poke through that hole in your like ab wall, and then your intestines can get shut off and because it pinches them. Yeah, it, like pinches it, and then that piece of your intestine can die, or like you can have blockage. So you should probably go get that fixed. Yeah, and I was like, right. Well, um, fish is like a paramedic. He's and a, all these things. Yeah paramedic emt whatever the higher one is and he he does like he has fucked up things that he sees every day so when he comes to me and is like hey you should probably get that taken care of i was like fuck and then and then i started thinking about it and actually like feeling what was going on like in my abs and stuff and i'm like man this whole time i've had like a legit full-blown sports injury and i've just like neglect i've just like and you've been not doing jiu-jitsu and like rolling around with people and, yeah 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 i'm just like have not acknowledged it but i've had this i think for a couple of years oh so it's not and i've ta- and i talked to the guy he's like look this is you're not at the point where like you're in a, an, in danger like but you gotta better, get this taken care of at some point yeah it's better just to do it right away instead of wait for things to transpire and get worse yeah because i'll just be i'll be waiting for months and months and i i don't know that with the baby being born for the first month or two anyway, that I'd be going to jujitsu plus like probably not. uh, My wife's all freaked out about COVID and everything. And like, I don't know how babies are with COVID. She keeps telling me that if a baby gets sick, they have to get like a spinal tap or something. There's like, I heard that, but when I was in the hospital a year and a half ago or a year and a couple months ago, they said babies are pretty resilient to pretty much most things you throw at them. Yeah. I, I, coughed in lily's face like for you did what <laughs> dude when i first held your baby was, she was three days old and i thought i fucking broke her neck that's yeah they i'm with you man because i they you hold them i i don't think i've ever held a baby until you know i held her and it was like <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it right and you think they're so fragile which they are but then the doctors are like tossing them around the room and like really like no problem and i'm like wow yeah Dude, yeah, because I went and I think either you or Jen handed her to me and I go like this and her head goes 
And I was like, fuck, I just done? killed my friend's baby. <laughs> Fucking dead. Then, yeah, we probably wouldn't be here if that happened. Yeah, no, I think that would cause a bit of a riff in the relationship. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be fine. I think it'll be all right. But I figure, all right, I'm going to be out anyway from doing that. And I might as well do it early enough where, like, you know, if the baby comes towards the end of the month, I'll at least be, yeah. like, somewhat healed and I'm not, like, you know, falling. Yeah, yeah falling It's not like apart. she's going to be that heavy anyway. Exactly. I mean, she's going to weigh. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about, like, having to carry a bunch of other shit. The you stroll. Know? The, uh, whatever. Yeah, the uh, car seats. I think it's heavy, especially if you're, like, leaning and, you know, you're. Yeah, leaning with it and rocking. Yeah, you're right leaning with a rock with it. My abs are popping out. Lean with it. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I got to look forward to. So this is kind of like Exciting. my last, my last hoorah before. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Having a baby. I'm pumped to see 311. Who's opening for them? I have no idea. Hopefully it's slightly stupid and I just killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you to a slightly stupid Dude, show. I know. I think we'll have to go back to, who knows, maybe they'll have reggae rise up this year in uh, in March. I think it's, isn't it next month? Isn't it October this year? I thought they canceled that. Maybe they did. They might have canceled it, but maybe it's in October and then I'll just have to wait yeah. until then. And then it'll probably be on her birthday, and we'll probably have to do like a birthday party, and I'll probably miss it. You know? You'll miss her birthday party for Reggae Rise Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. All right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, I will be at her birthday party the whole time. The whole time. Yeah, Chris, you haven't moved, <laughs> dude. <laughs> if anybody can make a cardboard cutout of me one year in the future, oh, if, like a wax sculpture would be more realistic. Yeah. Dude, when I was at the podcast movement, <laughs> so like there was, I guess, some lady that worked in Australia or lived in Australia and like they can't fucking leave. It's like if you leave your house, they'll, like shoot you in the head. And like right now it's like that? Yeah. In Australia. At wow. least, at least that's how it's been. Austria throughout. or Australia? Australia. Australia, mate. Because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. Because they're fucking pussies <laughs> and I put it down on wax right now. So fuck you. Back in pieces. Uh, so that's the best one. They had uh they had some lady that was like there, but they bought or rented this like robot that's on wheels and it's like a kiosk. Like imagine like a kiosk, right? That you like go to the airport and type your stuff in and it rolled around and it had her face on the screen and a microphone and I guess uh like uh like and speakers too. So she like I was talking to this lady in Australia, a robot. Yeah, like through uh, like a like a robot moving kiosk. I saw that in a movie before. I didn't know they actually had them. Yeah, what movie did you see that in? I don't know, but it's in a it's in a movie. <clears throat> Even Walmart has, and I don't know if this is what it was doing, but I was in Walmart one day. This was a couple of years ago, so I don't know what they have now. But this robot was just like cruising. It was like a big like a like an oval kind of shape. I think it was like taking inventory and it would like go through and it would like, you see like a flashing light and then it would like, like know that you were there and then it would stop and like let you pass and then you're passing. It would keep going. Really? Yeah. I don't know what they were. Whoa. I haven't seen them. So maybe it was like some kind of experimental. Yeah. Experimental. Yeah. This was some like DARPA shit. You know, what is that? What's DARPA? I don't know. It's like some government program that they make real, real spooky shit. Dude. I don't know if this is like, I don't know if this came from something that's QAnon or if this is legitimate and then QAnon talked about it. But apparently, like, 
DARPA, this like federal program that does all this spooky shit, was making like a Facebook type company. And then like the day that they shut down their Facebook type program, Facebook was invented. Like it's it's literally within really? like a day or something like that. Hmm. I don't I know, know nothing about I'm dude, I'm I don't get into any conspiracy theories. No? No. Too scared? Dude, yeah, I'm scared, dude. I get scared. A little scared. Keep me up at night. Whoa. What what is QAnon? I know I know some other people so that talk about QAnon. I would say QAnon's the truth. <clears throat> I I you could be telling the truth about them to the dude, dude. I don't I, know. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. So from what I know about QAnon, it's like tabloids, like fake news. No, like I think, and I actually don't really understand it all the way. And I think they made like documentaries on it or something, but still, I don't know who made the documentary, yeah. but I think what QAnon was. So like basically what it, it was in terms of like what it was portrayed as, or like what it was released as was, yeah. Some an anonymous person named Q would leave these. He called them drops, but it was basically like a bunch of cryptic, cryptically coded information that he would put out. I think on eight chan or four chan or something like that. One of those like forum sites where you can like yeah. you know comment and comment and comment and like link to other stuff. And so it was like basically a bunch of stuff about like world leaders and this stuff is going on and, you know, uh, just follow the white rabbit or follow this stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember like when the, everybody was talking about adrenochrome and kind like, of, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So like, I don't know if QAnon and was just some like crazy person running it. And then a bunch of crazy people were like all about it. But the thing that I, I like appreciated about it was it was, like I started looking at maybe for about a week, like not following, following, but somebody like put a bunch of the stuff together that mm -hmm. it was released. And if you just look at it, right. If you don't get involved in like the, the end degree where everybody is like, uh, like some sort of lizard or something like that. If you just kind of, kind of mm. like take it from the surface and look at the information they were putting out, it was actually really interesting. Cause it makes you go like, Maybe it's yeah. legit news in some way. Well, I think I think the things that it was pointing out were were legit. I think that I think I don't know. At least that's what I felt because when mm. it would they would show like pictures of uh, a U.S. president with like some guy who is kind of thought to be like an enemy, and then like some guy that runs like this particular bank or this oil company, and they're all together in this kind of strange place or this person works for this law firm that has historically covered up these things. And you're like, Oh, like it's not so crazy or conspiracy theory. It's just, I was just looking at the information and being like, there might be yeah. something there. I was like, yeah, actually it's interesting that they point this out. Cause literally none of this shit makes sense. If you just go, if you just listen to what, is said on, on the, like, the news and on the surface. It's like, wow, I see, none of this makes like, sense. I know this isn't the end all be all, but when they have the pictures and stuff on there, I'm like, oh, like I see some goofy pictures. And I just assume that that stuff is Photoshopped at this point. 
What like what? Like just anything. Like you're saying, like, oh, this guy's with this guy. I'm like, oh, it's probably just a fake picture. Like I don't get into any of it. Yeah, like, I, I hear things and I'm like, mm, too goofy for me. Yeah, I sometimes when things like I, I do the same thing where it's I just I'm just like, ah, oh, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, yeah. But I was listening to a podcast. It's called Unlimited Hangout, and this girl, her name's Whitney Webb, and she does like a lot of investigative journalism type stuff. Um. She like goes pretty in depth on a lot of stuff, but she had this guy on who was talking about like the word conspiracy theory and the word conspiracy theorist. And he's like, since JFK, when people started questioning the JFK assassination and what went into that and like why it happened, who was really behind it, how the events really played out, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It was the first time, I maybe in recorded history or something, that they used the word conspiracy theorist. So they took it from like people having conspiracy theories to now you are this thing. Like we have labeled yes. you, and yeah. you don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like right now, being called a conspiracy theorist is like you're wacky. Yeah, you're you're. It's like it's like a. Uh, it's almost like in a way like a professional slur. If you think about it, it's like it's like a knock on your credibility yeah. in any kind of like real professional sense. Yeah. I was just there's something I just watched recently. I get into these like the um like true crime documentaries and stuff like that. I can't remember what it was called. He was on Hulu, but it was the same thing. This woman is just like talking about the most out of this world these ideas and I'm like <laughs> Who in their right mind would follow? And then, like, towards the end, they're like, she has 5,000 people that are, like, diehard fans. And uh, it was just the most wacky ideas that she had. Dude, and that's just, the crazy part is that some – it's and that's what makes it really hard to sift through. You know what? But what, you know what I realized, like, during COVID, which made me, like, pretty – I was like, – you know, like, during the beginning of COVID, like, I was, like, really – really fucking pissed off at the way that yeah. the news was handling all this stuff because I ended up realizing that I was getting more legitimate news by figuring out whatever these conspiracy theory people were saying and then sifting out the bullshit and trying to get to a truth yeah, easier and more directly and less skewed than trying to watch the news sift through the bullshit get to the truth it was literally like i am surrounded on all sides by people that are out of their fucking minds and now i have to like figure out where which way uh you know like like where does mm-hmm. where does this fit in you know like i read something the last couple of days and it was something like <clears throat> if you're in a if you're in a world if you're a sane person in a crazy world, everybody's going to think that you're crazy. So it's like, who knows what's what's right or wrong? Yeah. That's kind of what that felt like. Dude, yeah. Like, you're like, am I wrong? Are they wrong? Well, dude, Every, and everything that's just th- seems absolutely nuts. And that's the thing, especially with something like COVID, where you're talking about like a disease or thing, like something that is killing people. It's like, this is part of what frustrates me because like personally, the scope of COVID and the amount of deaths and things like that in comparison to other things is not like at the top of the like overall pandemic deaths, percentages, all that stuff. 
it's still fucking serious. Like I'm going to somebody's funeral on Friday. Like this is not, I don't like to partake in conspiracy theories because I'm like, Oh yeah, fuck this. It's like, dude, I know it's serious. I know that people can die from it, but also I don't need fucking big ass news companies to tell me that I can't leave my house and I should be terrified of yeah. everything. And if I leave, I'm going to die and I'm going to kill my grandmother and all of my jo- children are. and you children's children. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I, I don't know. Like all of that stuff seems so irrational to me. Like we, and we've talked about it before, but yeah. like just following this stuff is okay. We followed what they said. I know that nobody on the news is a scientist. I know that YouTube that posts vaccines are safe right on the top of their thing. I know that Instagram, the post vaccines are safe, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. They're not fucking doctors. Yeah. Like, so I'm also not a doctor, but you're not a fucking doctor either. And everybody on the news that's pushing everything that they say, the doctor said it changes every three months. It's a total 180. It's, it's, People that don't know anything telling other people that don't know anything. Yeah. And then they're just following each other and be like, holy shit, this is right. This is right. This is what I need to do. Yeah. And that's why I'm like standing here like, why don't I just try to like take care of myself? I'll try to be smart. I'm not like I'm going to my wife's pregnant. I'm going to try to like not put myself in a spot where I can fucking get COVID, possibly give it to her. Who the fuck knows what could happen to her if she gets it at this point? Like, I don't want to take that risk, but yeah. well, just, I also yeah. can like weigh that. I have the ability Common sense that yeah. you know that okay, this this feels right to me, this feels wrong to me, and you can make your own decisions. Yeah, dude, I just want the ability to make my own decisions. And like, dude, you if you gotta go, if you've gotta go get the vaccine because you're immune compromised and you feel like that's the right fucking thing to do, dude, do it for sure. Like. Yeah. Like if you have a reason to do it, do it. Like there's, it doesn't have to be. And then also that person, if I disagree with them, they don't have to be the fucking devil. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you don't agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just stupid. Nobody's, I don't know. I guess I, I said nobody's talking, but I don't know. I just wish that more people would talk clearly about this stuff on like public platforms. Because I think in, at least in Florida, dude, you saw it here. It's like, dude, through all of this shit, most people are fucking totally cool with each other. I mean, yeah. even if it wasn't even a if huge you, deal, everybody just masked up and, you know, and it's like trying to everybody just kind of fucking like kept their, their distance and everybody was pretty respectful of each other. Yeah. Yeah. But we just kept moving along. Like, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, man. Just respect to other people's personal space and try to hug anybody or whatever. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about yeah, that. Let's I, just, guess. I guess we'll just end the podcast now. Yeah. Thank you everybody. I cool. uh, right, appreciate it. Have a, have a great night. Yeah. And uh, if you're vaccinated, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, I don't know. You see what I'm saying is yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I, you feel like it, it, you're made to feel like a crazy person for just, just thinking and having thoughts and like, dude, I'm okay. If I'm wrong, like I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm totally okay. Like I listened to Joe Rogan with Rhonda Patrick. She's like big into the vaccine, all that stuff. And it was like, man, she's got some really good points. Like 
I think that she's like factually accurate. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't suddenly think that she's a fucking idiot now and I hate her. They should just, they should just go, go through and post like pros and cons and what's different facts. And then you, you just go up and you look and say, all right, I want to do this or I don't want to do that. And you just, you just make the decision on what you want to do. And then we just, we call it a day. Yeah. But I don't know that that'll happen. No, it won't. There's just, it's, I hate to say it, but there's like a lot of money involved. Like, yeah, dude, and any of that stuff. Dude, did you see what fucking the 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 White House administration did with those monoclonal antibodies? No. So that's I guess, is the monoclonal. That's what you take to. I I don't get over I, COVID. I'm fucking talking out of my ass, dude. Right I I, so, I don't follow any of this disclaimer. I don't follow any of it. I don't know what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, we are not medical professionals. I, Do not I listen have, to us I'm, for medical <clears> advice. <throat> Please seek. I don't some yeah. some advice elsewhere. Don't watch the news. I don't really look at this stuff on social media. So, yeah. Well, but and if you were to read open. it personally, you would not understand any of it. For sure, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's why I just stay away from it. Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but I'm like, eh, not for me. Oh, no, thanks. No, 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 no. On to something else. But, uh, so I guess so. Like monoclonal antibodies are like a certain thing that you can take. You probably got to take it pretty quickly after you, uh, maybe after you get COVID. Uh, again, disclaimer: I don't know what I'm talking about there. Yeah. But somebody that I know, her and her whole family got diagnosed with COVID, and then they took that within like a day of getting diagnosed, and they felt fine within a day after that. Wow! So, like, they definitely they definitely work. Um, at least for some people. And so, um, I don't know, something that DeSantis is always like at odds with, with the president or, you know, whatever's going on. Um, but I guess what they did is that the federal government like cut the aid or the federal money for those monoclonal antibodies. They cut it in half, like the funding, they cut it in half to the state of Florida because they like maybe weren't complying with something or like weren't like pushing the vaccines as much. And they yeah. wanted to do this as an alternative. I don't know the exact dynamics, but DeSantis just went straight to the companies that manufacture them and, and like started buying them and is going to really? bring them into the state. Yeah, See, dude, that just seems like some sketches going on with dude, that whole right? situation. That's <clears throat> why it makes me think like, there's no transparency. There's no transparency. That's why it makes me think that it's it's something tied to money. Like, yeah. I feel like most most of the evils in the world come down to being tied to some kind of yeah money. Yeah, money and somebody wants some kind of monetary value for something. And yeah, I can't I can't wrap my head around that, dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. But maybe like once you get to like a certain level of. And you're around these certain people and stuff. <clears throat> you're influenced by other people's opinions. Your opinion changes and all of a sudden, you know, what you think is important <clears throat> wasn't once so important. Now you're fo- focused on these other things. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for having a baby, like what did that, what, what was so important before that, that is like literally you don't give a shit about now or at least like way, way backseat. I don't, I don't know if there's like one thing particular, but it's just like right now, like you care about yourself and you care about Becca, right? Like, so you're like, you're thinking about the things you're going to do after work. You're going to go do your podcast stuff. You're going to go, you know, whatever it might be. 
And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, now you have a lot of there. You're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go home. But this little human like needs attention and care for 24 seven. So it's almost like everything that you thought, you know, was a, was on your agenda really isn't anymore. That stuff all it just takes a backseat. Everything does. Yeah. And then you're like trying to squeeze everything around that. So like, that's what's like, all right, if you want to do something, man, it's either got to be real late at night or it's got to be really early in the morning. Yeah. But you, yeah, it's like, I just had, I had to figure it out and I still haven't gotten the, the groove of things. I'm sure I, I don't think that I'll be back to like, like a normal schedule for at least like myself, you know, for probably another year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you guys have another kid within that time. And then back to square one. Yeah. Which yeah. is okay though. It's just fine. Yeah. But you'll be, I think you'll be better equipped to handle it second time around. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Some people say that like having two kids is a nightmare than everything after like three kids is just like having three kids. Yeah. I was, I was the fourth. I think by the, by the time that I think by the time that they get like your parents get to you at that point, like they're, there's definitely, they care way less, not about you as a human, but like they care way less about the things that they cared about with your older siblings. Like my brother, he had to get like, really good grades otherwise he was grounded and all this stuff and then they'd be like you have to get really good grades or you're grounded and i was like i gotta be minus and they're like okay (laughs) be minus that that's a good grade yeah that's a really good grade they're like can you just do your fucking homework please (laughs) you would have like 10 points higher in your class if you just did your homework can you just do your homework i was like maybe maybe i I guess i'll think about it I went to FGCU because they didn't have, um, you didn't have to write an essay. An essay. Oh my God. You're something else. (laughs) (laughs) How many colleges did you apply for? One. The one that didn't have the uh, standard written essay. I applied to one. I went there in the summer of my, between, I think, no, the spring between junior and senior year of high school. I saw the beach, saw a trampoline in the water. This is for me. Yeah. I was like, Had you come, I'm going here. Did you guys come down here before? Did you know the area? Or you got you just saw the college and you're like, this is badass. I want to go check out this we college. We used to we used to come like for like Yankee spring training games. We'd go up to yeah. Tampa and see. And then uh, I think we'd go fishing sometimes like down in like the Marco Island area. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then my mom's like, you got to look at this college. You got to look at this college. And I was like, fucking fine. Okay. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going here. Yeah. How could you not? And I applied. And I got I got into college September of my senior year of high school. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's so, way early. Yeah. Which you would think because I procrastinate with everything that I would like figure that out yeah. last minute. I had that locked in good, by good September. Yeah. I, and I did not apply myself at all in senior year at all. I can tell. Um, and here we are today. <laughs> yeah. I, I waited legit two days before like the end of the sign up. Really? It's like, yeah, like high school was over and I was like, oh, I better do something. And then, yeah. What did you do after high school? Did you go straight to college or no? Yeah, I did. I, <clears throat> so I went and I interviewed for the carpenters union in Indiana. Didn't really get in. It was like one of those things where it's like, Hey, we'll take you, but you're going to be on a waiting list and it could be like a year. Yeah, I can't just, you know, bum around for a year in my parents' house. So then I was like, I guess I'm going to college. And that's when I was just like, kind of did it on a whim. So did you, wait, did you go to college and and drop out and then go back? Kind of. So I went to, I went to, um, I think I did a year of college. Then I took a, 
I think I took a year off. I'm trying to think about what I did here. So I, it was a community college. I think I went for a year, took a year off. I was like, I better go back to college. Then I started going for business. And then I transferred to Ball State. Okay. After that, and then finished my two years there. But you did pretty good in college, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did better than I did in high school. I cared but you more. applied yourself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, college is expensive. My parents were helping me, and it's like the last thing I'm going to do is, you know, screw off and not yeah. get the grades. Yeah. I just needed to, I just needed to get the piece of paper that, that said I graduated. Yeah. What did you get a degree in? Communications. Oh, nice. Yeah, bullshit major. <laughs> did I tell you what happened with my graduation thing? Mm-mm. So, like, I walked in May of 2014 and, you know, like, thought I graduated. And I go to apply to Enterprise in, like, September of the next year. You did tell me this. And they're like, everything's great, but you didn't graduate college. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we, we, we talked to FGCU. They don't have the transcripts. And so... What happened was FGC, you got to have community service hours and I, and you have to have 80. So I submitted a bunch of them and then they didn't accept like 70 of them or not even that they didn't accept. They just didn't like really process them. They were like, oh, we had a question. And so we emailed you on your school email, like 10 days and 20 days after you graduated college. Like after I walked, like, dude, I'm not checking my school email after that. The last day of school, I logged in for the last time and I was like, all right with this and so i go and they they're they're like yeah we didn't approve these things because we had questions about it uh and so like i go back and i get i get one of my teachers to sign like 10 hours and i'm like hey did you guys follow up on that 60 hour chunk that you said like wasn't good and they're like oh yeah it's okay we approved it like i was like so you waited a year and a half to do this and then so they're like okay you're gonna graduate in uh, August of 2015. I was like, no, I graduated in May, yeah. 2014. Just, I walked like, the stage. I, just put that as the thing. I'm like, it's September. You're going to back it. It's almost September. You're going to backdate it anyway. Just put it at the correct date. And they were like, no. And I took it all the way up to like the provost of the school. And they were like, no, we don't backdate anything. I was like, you're fucking backdating this already so what do they do do they put they it out gave, in 2015 yeah they they said i graduated in like a uh, summer semester no. 2015 it didn't matter i got the job yeah, yeah after yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that but i was like wow you know what imagine though like not getting a job and then having to wait yeah it's it was such bullshit dude I fucking hate stuff like that yeah, it's such it's such bureaucratic nonsense too. So just click a button and just send me through. Like I've been here for four years. Let's just get this show on the road. Let's go. Well, like if you had so many questions and you really needed to validate, but then I ask you about it and you're like, "Oh yeah, we approved it." Like, well then what? What? What's the big deal? I did what it. were we doing? Yeah, it's just a lot of red tape. Yeah, whatever. And all that stuff. I don't care. I'm not bitter about it. You know, sounds, sounds like you sound pretty bitter. I'm not it. bitter. You're Dude, I'm pumped for 311 this weekend. What's your favorite album? Um, probably it's kind of like a tie, but I'd say Sound System, and mm. then Grassroots. Homebrew. Is that on yeah, Grassroots? that's on Grassroots. Yeah, that's a cool album. I, I didn't really mm-hmm. listen to a ton of Free mm-hmm. Three Free Free Eleven Three Eleven Free Eleven. 
free or Evan until I, you know, you kind of showed me. I knew they were. I'd listen to like Down and um, Amber, you know, like their hits. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, It's dude. different. No one is like them. No. Seagraves got me into 311. So I, I got like a 311 Greatest Hits CD in like, I don't know, 2004 or something like that. I remember listening to them. My brother liked them. But then like in high school, maybe around like 10th or 11th grade, Seagraves got me into 311. And uh, and then I saw them live. I think I saw them live. The, the very first day I saw them live was the day that Michael Jackson died. Whoa. Yeah. So they... They yeah, played Beyond the Gray Sky. Gary, I think he's from Gary, Indiana. Really? Yeah. I was touching kids in Gary, Indiana. Yeah, he's, you can go like visit his house. It's <laughs> not very nice. No? No. Is there? Is that Neverland Ranch there? No, 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 no. This is like his childhood. I think, I don't know if this is where he lived with the Jackson 5 or whatever. Oh. It's like a small little white house. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. No, it's not. <laughs> But I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped for this weekend. Yeah, I think because one thing that is going to be cool is that it's not an album release. You know, tour play all their new stuff. Yeah, where they're going to just play only new stuff for the most part. I think they'll play some new newer stuff, but I think that, uh, yeah, I think they'll play like some hits and shit. They how many albums do they have? Like twenty? I mean, I was on Spotify. I think it's close. Rolling, like fifteen or something. Yeah, I have seventeen. Yeah, I've listened to quite a few of the album, quite quite a few of the albums. But I mean, it, it would take you, you know, a week to get through everything, dude. The I don't know if Sound System would be the best one to like get into to like get into is that them. The one with the, oh, is uplifting? Uplift? No, that's a Universal Pulse. I think Uplifter. It's got like the, it's almost like a, like a tree on the front. It's got like different little labels and stuff on it. No, that, yeah, that's Uplifter. Uplifter, yeah. That's a, that's, that's that cool. album. That's a cool album. Yeah, that is a good album. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Grassroots is really cool, but you got to kind of like listen through the whole album. And that is cool. You know what is cool about it is like, they just take a bunch of different styles and all the shit and they just like meld them together and they go all yeah. different places and they, they do it in a really cool way. Like. They got a song called like Nut Symptom, I think. And it's the second one on Homebrew. Or third uh, one. Yeah. Third one. I listened to that yeah. today. It's like and then yep. it goes into like a funk slap thing. And then at the end it's like and it just changes and it goes into like a Santana solo at the end. It's fucking sweet. Could you imagine <clears throat> how old is uh what's his name? The main guy. Nick Hexum. Nick Hexum. He has probably hundreds of songs. Yeah, they, I think as a band they have yeah. they have over a hundred songs. And then he's got his own album. Just like imagine being his age. I mean, he's not that old. And then having he's like seventy five. Yeah, <laughs> he's not seventy five. <laughs> he's probably like in his late forties, maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, something like that. Maybe fifty. Yeah, he's written like this plethora of stuff, and like we jam, and I feel like I run out of stuff within thirty minutes of us playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just, I couldn't see making that many songs. Well, I think they've been around for like, I don't know, 32 or 33 years or something since, like since that. Since like 94, probably early 90s. I think since like 89. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Hey, maybe you'll have, you know, hun- hundreds of podcast episodes by the time you're, yeah. you're 30. So. Yeah, maybe. I'll have 13 listens. <laughs> yeah. How does it make you feel that 
that crazy conspiracy lady that I was talking about has more followers than you do. Honestly, it gives me hope. Yikes. It gives me hope. Yeah, for sure. Actually, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Because you will have, should have way more than, than that. I don't know. She's talking about whatever mess she's talking about. I don't need followers. No. I just need people that will listen to every single word that I say. <laughs> Please listen to me. You must listen to me now. You better listen to me. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. But the guy from 311. Yeah. He said that Turnstile is his favorite band right now. Well, yeah, it's everybody's favorite band. That album they came out with is sick. Right? Mystery is still, I think, the coolest song. I know it's like the poppy kind of. Oh, it's a fucking but... sweet song. You know what? I I like that song, Underwater Boy. It's like not a heavy song. It's the fourth song on the album. I'm sure I know. I've listened to the whole thing. Do you know what else is good? Uh, what's that? Oh, what is that song in there last one? Uh, Turn Blue. Blue by you. Oh yeah. On the uh step is it step to rhythm that's on? No, that's on nonstop feeling. Yeah. Dude, that's that cool. album is a great fucking album. Yeah, they're a cool band. That came out when I lived in Orlando. That was my main workout album. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Yeah. They get me fucking fired up. I think yeah. I saw them when I was in Orlando. I think they opened for I think they opened for story so far. No, no, uh what is the, what's the band? Um, and it feels like I'm an all-time low, lightly bruised and broken. Uh, Newfound Glory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they opened for them. What was their big hit? Uh, All Downhill from here. All, yep. Wow. Dude, I saw them play live in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe close to 10 years ago, or maybe like six or seven years ago. They were fucking awesome. It was some reunion tour or something. I just remember listening to their one song, but I remember not really. But that was a stage of my life. Like in middle school, you're just like, you listen to like one song off every album. You're like, oh, that's it. That's it. I know this song. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe you did that. Yeah. I was really like big into music and stuff. I was too, but I would just like listen to like, like hit songs. And then that's how I discovered. I'm like, I started listening. Listen to me. No. And then I listened. You're a fucking poser, dude. And then I started like, oh, realizing that these other songs on the albums were better than the hit. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that, a a crazy, wasn't that a crazy moment when you like start realizing that? And you're like, there's oh. more than one song on this album. Whoa. Sublime. That happened to me with Sublime. Yeah. Which album? Um, the he, Sublime album? With, he's got the tattoo on his back. It was like, I don't know what people consider Sublime, reggae, punk, rock, whatever. I remember like getting it for what I got. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, I like one day I was like, I remember just playing a computer game. And like had it, it was like when I had like a boom box where you put the CD in the top. Yeah. Like listen to it. And I was like, wow, every song is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good fucking album. It's so good. And they got like punk. Pawn shop. Yeah. Uh, it was like burritos. Burritos. Yep. April 26, 1992. Paddle out. It's like, a, this is a, it's a really. Oh, paddle out's good. Yeah. Really solid album. And then, yeah. and then you go back and listen to like 40 ounces of freedom. You're like, oh, this is fucking cool too. What's Boss DJ? Is that on 40 Ounces of Freedom? I always thought it was called a song. It was pretty cool. I think, I think that's on an older album even. But even the remixes of that song that people make are fucking cool. Sublime. Any of that like overdubbed Sublime remix I think are pretty cool. Yeah. Jack Johnson actually does pretty good cover of it. Of what? Boss DJ. Oh, There's yeah. There's a steel train coming. There's a, this album came out or whatever. It's called The House That Bradley Built. Mm-hmm. Is that the what it's on? And then it's like. It might be. I think all, like Pepper did a, a 
cover of. Did they? Yeah, I can't remember what they did. But it was a, I don't know if it was an album, but like there's like a bunch of different bands and each band covered, all these famous bands covered one song of each of Sublime songs. Oh, that's all cool. really cool. Yeah, I think it's called The House That Bradley Built. I've, I've definitely heard at least <clears throat> a cover from that, yeah. from that album. You know what else Pepper did? They did like a like a police tribute, like uh, like Sting, like the police, the yeah. band, and they uh, they did "Can't Stand Losing You." Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that song. I don't think so. It's it's a good song, but uh, they covered it. It's it's pretty cool. And then when you like realize that Pepper really was like influenced by the Police, and then you listen to the Police, and you're like, oh. Dude, yeah, this is for sure where the shit came from. I didn't from. know that. Yeah. Dude, if you if go back and listen to I think it's Regatta de Blanc uh by the police that album, it's actually pretty it's pretty cool. It's a it's a good album. I only had one police album. I think it was like Synchronization. Yeah, Synchronicity. So, or Synchronicity, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't really listen to that one too much. I know that song. I'll go back and listen to it. Oh, dude, I saw a badass live concert on TV with Sting. I think it was NPR. You, you should watch that. Really? Yeah. It was like, it's an acoustic show. So cool. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then you, have you seen those, those NPRs? Yeah. The tiny yeah. desk. Thing? Yes. Yeah. Those are so cool. I don't really watch cool them that often. I end you up, should. I when I go on YouTube, I end up just mostly watching like, videos of like Terrence McKenna or like Alan Watts just talk about like oh, Alan psychedelic yeah. like and Zen things. Cause I end up making my way to YouTube around like midnight. I get some Alan Watt uh, recommendations too. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so once, so he's got this video, right. And I like, I heard it towards the end of last year and he's like talking about like what you think reality is and, he goes, no, this is reality. And he hits a bell and it like, like reverberates and you're listening to the reverberation, like the waves. And I was like, oh wow, that's like fucking really interesting. It was a really interesting way to put it. And then, uh, I was at Dylan's wedding and it was, it was one night that I was just like, everybody had gone to sleep. So I took my computer downstairs and I was like making <laughs> like, soundscapes yeah. on my computer and I made a bunch of these just like bells like really loud and ringing at the beginning of the song yeah and I sent it to all like all my friends that were there and so uh thrift not branded but Ryan yeah yeah he said he played it for his fiance and she like woke up with night terrors after playing <laughs> dude that's a real thing <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about this. Uh, it's, oh man, what is this called? You can get, there's sleep a, paralysis or something. No, no, no. So there's a, so if you get, you're, you get two headphones, right? And you get like a, or whatever, like a bell at a certain frequency, certain frequencies will like mess with your mind somehow. There's like an app you can download and you can pay for money for like this, these different types of frequencies. Is this like 44.1 or 48? Yeah. Point something like yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe those bells were at some frequency that like stress you out, dude. It could be. I I forgot. So last night I was I was having a dream, and like it was I guess pretty realistic. For some reason, I was sleeping downstairs. My brother was at my house, and he was like sleeping downstairs, but over towards the kitchen. And like we're talking, and like 
we were flipping lights on and off. And then all of a sudden we hear like something like bang from upstairs. This is your dream. This is my dream. And I'm standing like down by like the laundry room kind of area in that like archway thing. Yeah. And I hear like a big thing start fucking coming down the stairs. And like in my dream, I was like, and my wife wakes me up. She's like, Hey, like, are you, you okay? And I was like, I was like, was, was I just like yelling? And she's like, yeah, you've literally never done that before. I was like, all right, I'm glad this is a dream because what in my dream, this thing was happening and I wanted to like yell like, Hey, who the fuck is that? And I was just like, and I, and, and before she woke my me up, I, all I could think was like, I did all this fucking jujitsu and Krav Maga and shit, and this is gonna be my response to danger. Is no. me going? Yes, that is. Dude, <laughs> dreams are crazy. Do you remember your dreams? No, not really. Yeah, maybe you're stressed. Do you? No. My wife was telling me that she remembers. I think she's like a lucid dreamer, dude. She can like so. So is my wife. Yeah. It's a chick thing, dude. Because she was like telling me she's like I had this wild dream. It was so cool. I was like doing this and doing this, and I'm like I can't move. Like I feel like I'm like paralyzed in my dreams. Can't do anything. Really? Yeah. Like I can't like yell. Like same thing. Like you're like gonna fight somebody. I'm like, is this how I'm gonna react if this shit goes down? And like, you know, just nice and slow, and like you like trying with all your force. It's I don't know. Strange, dude. I wish I could lose a dream. Doesn't that like? Doesn't that seem like the coolest shit? I looked it up. How to? Yeah, you have to like practice, and you gotta like knock on doors and stuff, and be oh, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I looked. No, it said. So this is what I saw. Because a while ago, I was just like, I probably watched something or saw somebody about it, and. They said what you want to do to become a lucid dreamer is when you have a dream, you have to like train yourself to like immediately wake up and you have a, you're supposed to keep a notepad next to your desk and write down every detail of that dream and then review the dream the next day. Yeah. And then you do that every time you dream. And when you do that, I guess somehow you are able to tap into that part of your brain. And then over time, you're just kind of like training yourself to remember those and some, who knows? I don't know. Dude, it's. I, I did that for like three days and it's, uh, now that you're saying that, that is totally accurate. And I like really kept like in-depth notes on my dreams. Like I had three days of dreams and it was like did you record seven the, or eight. The last one you just talked no, about? No, I didn't. But I at least recorded on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. which I probably won't go back and listen to. Yeah, right. So I will forget this. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I wrote it down I, like it filled up a lot of pages, but it just took so much time in the morning because yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking go in on this. And I would write down like every detail and I drew some things like I think I drew like this like bat looking thing. It was really pretty creepy yeah. looking, but you saw that in your dream. Yeah. No, I drew it. I had a dream. I had a dream about it. I just drew it a lot. See, I can't even. It was a very shitty, it was a very simple, it was almost, it was like the equivalent of drawing like a stick figure person and being like, yeah, that's what the guy, that's what he looked like. All your dreams are in stick figures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even like wrap my head around like what is happening to even write anything down. It's like mine make no sense. I can't move. Can't do anything. <laughs> and then I just wake up and I'm like, that was terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe you should maybe you should write as much down as you can. Because part of part of what happens is if you walk or you get up or you move at all, like you like literally it, it's this might sound stupid, but it is literally like you have like sleep dust in your brain or something. And as soon as you move and the blood starts pumping, like whatever that stuff is, it like it cycles back out for that day. Yeah. So and so like if you, yeah. And so if you like just write shit down while it's still fresh and all your dream dust is in your head, then <laughs> you can tells remember you your dreams. That's a wild thing to dream. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. I, he, I hear too. computer thing keeps I doing he, this shit. I hear too that it's like the same chemicals that like you would take in like certain hallucinogenic drugs and stuff yeah. is the same. Like dream stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like D, like DMT, I think. Yeah. It's like something in there is like the same thing that happens when you dream. Your body releases that. Yeah. Whoa. Right? Yeah. That would be fucking nuts. I, everybody that I listen to these like podcasts and stuff, people talking about doing DMT, it sounds really fucking cool. It sounds just, scary. Yeah. It's just like you're in a dream state or something. Yeah. But... Everybody, every it seems like pretty universal that everyone's like, yeah, I kind of understood the universe for the first time, and you're like, it's like they had a pretty good time. Yeah, like I don't understand the universe. Yeah, do I gotta read half of all of these fucking books? (laughs) (laughs) How many books do I have to give on give up on halfway through in order to understand the universe? Yeah, that's wild, man. It's a wild thought. This book is pretty cool. Which one? The courage to be disliked. Yeah, it's a I conversation. Like it. Mason was talking about it, I think, when he, on the last podcast. and I like it. <clears throat> it's very neat. It's cool. I've never really listened to a book that was like that. You know what I got from it so far? And I've, I think it's like a six, six and a half hour listen on Audible. <clears throat> I was in the first hour. And uh, and it's almost like the the more information that you get, the more your opinion will change on things. I don't know if you remember the beginning of it. Like he talks about like, oh, all right, if you're going to, you're going to read a, you're going to read a book. Right. And he's like, say this book is like every time you, the kids like talking about how like reading a bunch of books, you're just gaining knowledge, but yeah. you know what I mean? And he's trying to like debate with this older, you know, philosopher. And he's saying that it doesn't matter how much you read, your opinion will typically ch- stay the same and you just gain knowledge. Hmm. That's what he's telling the guy. And the guy's like, I'm just going to the part where he's like kind of saying like, well, that's not necessarily true because as you gain more knowledge, as long as you have an open mind to things like your opinions will change about, you know, the world. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, dude. I think that that's for sure the case. I mean, anytime that I'm like, I think I know for sure things. Yeah. You very quickly find out that you don't fucking know anything. So I just learned this term from um, Jenny's uncle. It's called confirmation biased. Yeah. You heard of that? Mm-hmm. My first time hearing about it. Um, and I think that's a big problem. And that's what uh, the fir- when I first heard that, I said, dude, that's like, that's, that's the issue with a lot of today's stuff in society is because they're like, all right, they read one thing and they're like, this is, has to be true. And everything else they read after that, if it doesn't fit in with, within that box to them, it's not true. Do you know what cognitive dissonance is? I've heard of it. So cognitive dissonance, and this is like my understanding of it is you basically have these frameworks of the way that you perceive the world. And if something enters your perception, 
that doesn't fit into that framework of your understanding of the world, Mm -hmm. it creates like a tension in your mind and you have like a couple of choices. You can either deal with it and adapt and let your opinion change, or you can totally reject it and not let that enter your worldview. So like that's where confirmation bias comes into play is like, I don't like this feeling. So I'm going to find information that fits with the way that I feel and the way that I believe. And then I will cling to that. That's what, that is what is scary about all of the shit is that people watch. I'm sorry to keep, we'll keep going, like going back to all this stuff, dude. But yeah, you, the people watch TV and they, they watch them. They're like, Oh, that's, this is my truth. This is the truth. And then somebody might give them the actual truth, but they're like, no, not for me. This is this is it. I know that this down to my you know my soul that this is the correct the correct thing. Mm-hmm. And they have such a closed mind. Yeah, I have heard the word kind of dis- dissonance before, but yeah, dude, that's where this it's a the, problem. Yeah, well, that's where this ideology stuff gets comes into play. Like people just being ideological. Like I believe this, and I believe it to the T. the The interesting thing about the ideological people though where you can really spot it is like the way that they react to things yeah and i don't think that most people are ideological to the core i could be wrong about that but i think most people don't like cognitive dissonance and want confirmation bias because it's easier but they're not like willing to like die for it or like if you show them such overwhelming facts in a way that they can digest it, mm-hmm. I think that they will come around to it. But like, there's a lot of people that are just like, no, I believe this. So that's it. But if you look at their whole argument, it's like, they're going to say these five to 10 things, no matter what. Yeah. And it's like, and they're, they can be contradictory and they don't even see them as contradictions. Like, literally just making this up as an example. But like, if you look at like, uh, like, uh, abortion, let's say is like, you might have somebody that's like, I am like pro abortion, but then is like, I fucking hate everybody or like, or I love everybody. It's like, I don't know. It's, I don't, that's not even a good example, but it's two, two things that maybe literally are like, logically totally conflicting yeah and don't make sense together but because it's part of their ideology they fully believe each of those things yeah it's where like if you believe those things like logically you can't actually believe both it's like most of the way like compulsive liars like they lie about something so much that they believe it as the act like yeah. that's their truth yeah that's scary Right, and those that and that the scariest part about it is when you run into those types of people with the confirmation bias. There's really no changing their mind. Like, there's no way for them to get out of that. Like, they have to have a self realization that mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on this. Yeah, yeah, that's really all that you can do. But yeah. almost, I think almost everybody can only come to to grips with things if they get there on their own. Yeah, that's why. That's why this all this fucking beating people over the head with like information or this is how you should be, or you should do this. Like it doesn't work. And at a certain point, people are going to push back and that pushback's not going to look pretty. No, no, it won't. No, at all. You're right. I agree. I do agree with that, that people have to, 
you know, come to terms on their own things. Yeah. Sometimes it might take it. People are all at different places in their lives. So it's going to take, you know, somebody a little bit longer. Yeah, dude. Or they're going to take a different route to get there. And we're not all going to come to the same conclusion, but that, that confirmation bias stuff, dude, is really going to, it gets in the way. Yeah, it can. One thing too, is like, I try to be, I try to be good about this. I'm not great at it, but I do try to not, I try to not judge people with wherever they're at in their like life journey. Yeah. Cause I like, I, I'll hear people talk about other people about the decisions that they make. Like, can you believe that they did this? And I'm like, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> like for sure. When I was, when I was that age, this is where I was at. Yeah. And that that's pretty fucking stupid in the grand scheme of things that I would, I would like be in this spot, but yeah, like I totally had to go through that and do all that stupid shit in order to realize that it was stupid and then come to the conclusion on my own that, yeah, maybe this is not a good route. Yeah. But no, it, it doesn't matter when you're that age, people are going to tell you this, that, and the other thing, but until you do it and you screw up and you're like, well, shit, shouldn't have done that. Yeah, well, even, even doing all this stuff, like just figuring out. I mean, on yeah. papers... At the beginning, for sure, it was fucking stupid. All this stuff started out was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some music." Did you think? I, did you think it was gonna be easier? Then you were you talking about music. You're talking about this. Oh, you're talking about the beginning, like when you were just doing like music production, just everything. Yeah, yeah. the 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 part of Dude, it. Dude, I like, forgot that this thing has evolved from so, I guess such a different place. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was I kind of just answered my own question. I was gonna ask you, do you? Uh, when you first started on this journey, how has it in the, you know, was it been two months only a couple months, three months? Yeah. How has it evolved? Like, do you think that it's more what you thought it was going to be, or is it completely different from what you thought like your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey has been? It, it's like way different, but in line with what I thought, I guess. Hmm. So, I know that's like a weird answer, but it made no sense. Um, <laughs> there, so like the individual days and things like that, and the individual opportunities and the way things have shaken out yeah. in specifics. No, totally different than I thought. But I guess overall, and I still don't know this yet because I I still have to really. I'm on like the cusp, I think, of really figuring out what this business is going to be for the next maybe year, yeah. or year and a half. I think I'm like a couple weeks away from that, which is what I've been trying to figure out. Like, what can I build and then like then turn into something that I can grow for sure and, you know, like really like bring in money that. I guess it's kind of in line with what I thought once I started on the business road, but from the initial piece, like, no, dude, I didn't, I didn't really know. Like I remember you and I were talking about the 30 day challenge thing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, dude, I just, I have to do this. Like something is telling me that I got to do this and I yeah. know that it will change my life. I have no idea what it's going to do, but I know it's going to change my life. I guess. Yeah. It kind of did lead you to a place that 
really wasn't anything that you started off with. No. Which is kind of neat in a way because it was kind of an organic kind of journey where it's like, you're not, you weren't like, this is, I'm going to do this, this, this. You're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to make these songs and I'm going to learn all this equipment. And then you're open to the idea. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, that's it. It just keeps changing. Just keep, it's, it's literally changed. It's Wednesday. Yeah. And it's changed twice since Monday. Yeah. Like the, the vision of moving head, but so I guess part of that too is talking through some of this stuff, right? Mm. And and trying to find people that you can talk to about this that can give you sound advice. Yeah. So like I I my talking to my brother has helped me really each time I come up with like a new business concept, talking to my brother has helped put it in a way that I could easily explain it to somebody and think of it in a way that's packageable and sellable to somebody that would bring them value. Yeah. You know, like, so talking to him has been really good about that. Talking mm-hmm. to my dad has been really good about like, what do you actually want to do? And here's something that you could do. Here's what you're good at. Have you ever thought about doing this? And then um, like Marissa, like talking to her about now starting to talk about the like, inbound marketing and all this yeah. stuff. But then also like you are, we're like, Hey dude, let's, let's do this. Like you're going to start a podcast production company. Like we should fucking, we should do this. Like I'll help you start this. And yeah, it's yeah. like, now we're, we're going through this and we're actually figuring out like in real time, what this podcast is going to be for sure. And how it's going to evolve. And like, we're getting better and better at it and yeah. all this stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's like, Actually, yeah, it's finding finding good people that can guide you through. But you yeah, also got to oh, for sure. I don't know. All I'm realizing too is like the the days are fucking long. But it's it's kind of cool. So is that a <clears throat> a misconception? You know, you see like these Instagram influence, and they're like, or the four hour work week. You know, Tim Ferriss type people, and they're like, leave your corporate job, leave your nine to five work four hours a week. I'm on vacation all the time. Is that absolute complete nonsense? Do you think? I don't think so. I think those, I think those people have figured something out. Yeah. They do. They do sell stuff. Like you see the, like the guys, uh, on YouTube, the ads that come up like, yeah, uh, take our course and we'll teach you how to be, it's like the modern millionaires thing. Like we'll teach you how to do this online marketing stuff and you can, live wherever and do this. Like, yeah, if you do that stuff, right. There's like a shitload of opportunities to be had in those industries. You just got to be willing to go through that course, learn what they're doing, really follow it. And then really be like dive into it like a full-time job. And then you can probably scale it back and figure out ways to be more efficient and and all that kind of stuff. Like, I love Tim Ferriss. Like Tim Ferriss was one of the, re- one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And one of the reasons why I even went on that road trip around the country yeah. when I was younger, cause I was listening to his book, the four hour work week. Yeah. And he was like talking about his old business that he started. And he's like, and he said it as a joke, but he said like something like I was at a breaking point where I was either going to make a life change or I was going to walk into a McDonald's with an Uzi. Yeah. And I was like, 
I'm kind of <laughs> like right in that spot, dude. Yeah. And no, Tim Ferriss is legit. It's just all about automation. It's like, it's like, there's mm. a lot of like working smarter, but he does work hard though. Like Absolutely. he works smart and he works hard. Yeah. And I realized that I, I am lazy and then I force myself to work hard and then I work really dumb, yeah. but I just work hard and I work long hours and then I have to do that for a few weeks and then I'm like sometimes longer and I'm like, I can't do this. I have to figure out a better way. And yeah. then you realize that you're spending a bunch of time on unimportant shit. So actually that I was going to, I wanted to ask you this question too. You're, you're better at this than a lot of people, but like you start something. What, everything. That's right. No. Motherfucker. Now, most things you're pretty bad at, but this you're okay at. <laughs> that's you, actually <laughs> true. That's not incorrect. You, you start all, you do a lot of stuff. You have like a kind of a lot of hobbies, <clears throat> but when you start something, you pretty much see it through and if it's not to the end, you're pretty consistent about at least getting to a point where you're like, all right, this isn't for me. I guess. You know what I'm saying? I do. I don't you feel put, that way. I know, but I'm, and I'm judging myself off of, off of you because I know that like I start something and it just, you know, fizzles out quick. Yeah. So how do you, when you're not feeling like doing this, when you're not feeling like working, you know, 15 hour day, how do you stay motivated? Dude, I have the same question. Like, I don't know. So I, I think it's, I think it's now I'm starting to realize that this is more in the zone of life. Like this is kind of like the path that I'm supposed to be going on. Yeah. Um, and also too, leaving my job and watching all of this money, leaving my bank account very quickly yeah. and, at much much faster rate and bigger amounts than I thought that it was going to be. Wow. Uh, that's pretty good motivation to be like, okay, well, I can either cut my losses now and go get a job that I fucking hate and maybe make some of this money back, yeah. or I'm maybe a few weeks out from really figuring out how I can make some money to like turn that around from bleeding to sustainable to making money. Yeah. So it's kind of like what you and I talked about. I don't know if you remember this, but one time we were hanging out at my house and then I had to take Nikita for a walk. So you came with me and you were like, dude, whatever you do, fucking don't give yourself a plan B. I remember this. Yeah. Just don't. Because you're going to find a way to weasel out yep. and you're not going to do it. So whatever you do, don't, don't fucking give yourself a plan B. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I start, I, and I tried giving myself like the plan B when I was still at my old job and st I'm still like kind of teetering on the line. And I remember everybody was like, know like you don't really know what you're gonna do are you sure, sure. you want to like leave and do this stuff and i was like no but yes yeah, yeah. you know and i i it was i don't know i was like walking a i was walking like a fine line of like fakeness mm -hmm. you know what i mean like where every day i was just like Fuck man, this you isn't knew what that, I'm, you knew that you weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, and dude, it's a motivation killer. Like, perfect example, right? Today, 
I, I'm going through the sales process. I'm trying to sell somebody on one of my packages and it didn't, it, they, they canceled the meeting on me and just said, Hey, send it to me in an email as a salesperson. You're bummed. Fuck dude. Yeah. That's basically like, they're not really interested. I sent back and I started writing this email like, well, okay, here's what it is. And I was like, you know what? No, I sent back an email after talking through it with Greg again, super helpful. Just like, Hey, look, uh, I hear you, but I, I I put together a plan for you. And I think it's important that we talk about this. You know, do you have some time on Thursday? She said, sure. I'm sure I might be able to move things around. No problem. So it was like a rejection where in the past I would have let it go. And I was like, nah, yeah, hold on. And then I get an email today. Hey, look, I, I, something else came up. We're we're also looking at other options for stuff like this. Like, you know, can you just send me something? And I wanted to say no, but now I was like, sure. But I'm not going to now jump through a hoop to get you something right now. Yeah. I was like, sure. But I have to change this up to make it make sense via email. I'll give you, I'll send something to you by Friday. And it was like, okay, great. So now as I'm sitting there fucking pissed and it's like not even pissed at that person, right? Like they have a fucking job and I don't, didn't even really know what I was going to be selling to them. Like they sure shit don't really know what I'm going to be selling to them. So I'm not that mad about that, but it was just like, it's a defeat thing. Right. And again, this would be a point where I would like just give up. But then as I'm sitting there today, towards the end of the day, I'm like, no, let me repurpose this slide using Canva. So they have like cool animations and stuff. It looks way more professional than I could fucking figure out on my own. And I'm like, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a video of me introducing this, go through this like presentation in a couple minutes and then send it. Because if I do that, then there's a chance that, sure, maybe nobody watches it, they don't give a fuck, whatever. But I got practice for the next one. Or they see that and go, oh, shit, we were really wrong about this. And, hey, owner of the company, I'm going to send you this, like, two-minute or three-minute video for what this guy's proposing. Yeah. Check it out. It's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. And you... And it's kind of like you just get the ability to send a demo of yourself to each of those people without that game of telephone. Like, hey, can you tell I'm telling this to you? And then when you go present this to your team, tell them I said this. And then when it gets to their team meeting, they're like, yeah, this guy's got like a podcast or something. And now it's just such a quick click. They they know within three minutes if they're you know your product is right for them or not. Exactly. And then or at you, least if it makes sense to keep talking. Yes. But that's what I'm saying is like that's a genius way to not waste your time and not waste your your potential customers' time going back and forth with phone calls and emails and presenting all these different ideas and things. Yeah. Such a smart. So I wonder if people do that. Well, people oh. are starting to. So like I actually got that idea from when I worked at Flight Docs. We worked with a company called Close Loop, and they. I interviewed the guy for the podcast. I just, I think I just put it out yesterday or two days ago, but like he, they, he was talking about this, like you can use drift, you can use, I'm going to use Vimeo, these different systems that can record like a picture of you and then what's on your screen. But 
that's what I'm saying. It's like, I know it's really specific, but getting in that zone and having this be my own and needing to figure out what I'm really going to offer and what value I can bring to people and having to figure out how to sell that in order to like pay for shit and pay for my baby. That's fucking coming soon. Like it's I I don't know. It's just a different, I I'm actually trying to problem solve versus problem diffuse. Like I was doing like, like spread things out, make things a little bit more wishy-washy. Well, especially with that, because I can, I would bet my life savings that you're going to have that happen daily in your career. Once you get this, you know, up and running yeah. to full speed. Yeah. I mean, that's just the sales process. You go to somebody, you t- ask them if they, you know, tell them about your product. Do you want to buy my product? No. All right. Well, we're back to square one. Let me show you, let me tell you why you should buy it. So that's good that you're, yeah, that makes sense. That's the motivation though. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, I still don't have like perfect motivation. I'm not even fucking close dude with the music shit. I I am so in my head about possibly sending this stuff in as my final assignment to musician on a mission of like a song that I made and wrote and recorded and mastered and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like so nervous to fucking send that in. All I got to do is go to my house go into logic, bounce it down into the track and email somebody a copy of that. And I'm like, why don't you want to do it? I don't know, dude. I'm it's fucking scary to find out if it's any good, dude. So you're say you do send it. Explain to me. I know. So you took this course. Yeah. As I'm trying to refresh my memory, you took this course. They teach you how to use logic. They teach you how to pretty much write a song from step one to you know the yeah. last step, mix master the whole shebang. And now that your final like test was to make your own song and then send it in, and then somebody grade you on it, or they evaluate Basically, it. Like they evaluate, it. and it's not even for a grade, and it's only to be helpful because the person that I send it to literally is like. Hey, here's what I'd change. You want you, it's, it's pretty harsh on the hi-hats. You might want to turn those down. And then if you want to put a certain kind of compressor on the bass, like all that kind of stuff, that's really helpful. But something about like the finality of that, there is nothing left for me to not release this music. So I am, I know that this is a bullshit fucking thing that I've put in my own way. So I started planning out like through monday.com. I have like the release of at least three songs. I'm going to put one out at the end of this month. So I've got like eight or nine days and I'm going to put it out September 31st. So I'll put one song out, one song out in the middle of October and then one song out at the end of October. So when are you going to put out your musician on a mission? That song will probably be the end of October, but I have another song that I have sent to them before I got some feedback on. It's not like my best mix. Mm. It's a a cool song. And it was like the first song where I really like wrote and recorded the whole full band thing and made it sound like, I think you said that one to me. I think I heard it. Yeah. It's called getting better. Maybe not. I don't know. I have a guitar in the other room. I will show you. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, cool. But, and I don't even have it bounced down, but then I got sitting here all alone. That's the one that I'm going to send as the, the la- or your my final, final thing. 
I think I'll That's send cool, it out dude. to get like mastered by a third party or something. Yeah. But sounds like you're the only person holding you back. I am. You spent a lot of time on that stuff. I did. And it's fucking scary to start putting that stuff out there. Cause once you start putting it out, there's not any going back. I've already fucking done that. And the, the pain of that sucks, dude. Like, I don't know. I kind of let opposite states like die. It was on me. Dude, there's no other way to say it, but it was fucking on me. I mean, sure, the circumstances weren't great going through 13 band members in two years, but like, dude, that shit was on me. Like, this is what I'm realizing after listening to this book, this Courage to be Disliked. I thought you were going to say, what's what's that? Like the extreme extreme ownership. That's what that sounded like. The Jocko Williams. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and maybe it maybe it goes in line with that. But what I'm realizing is he talks about that all of a lot of this stuff, like a lot of the things that people do come down to like the actual goal that they have, right? Like my my goal in this case would be at the deepest level to not not put out what I think is like part of my a big maybe the biggest part of my life's purpose is to like make music and do that stuff yeah i part of my goal is to not be rejected from that music right like to put it out and have it be rejected in in like a fundamental way who i I don't even know what that means right or like so a musician that i love is like this is the worst fucking like yeah carbon copy shit, what, whatever it might be. So like to avoid that, to avoid that rejection for something that's like that close to my core, I come up with these ways to facilitate that goal, right? So avoiding the rejection is the goal right now versus putting this music out and just continuing to put out the best music that I can. Yeah. And so I I realize this and you realize the activities and the small things that you do every day that lead to you achieving that goal. Like you you move towards whatever goal that you have in life. And if my goal is that, well it makes sense that I would wait a few days and say that I'm really busy and it takes less than 5 minutes to bounce down a fucking song, dude. Yeah. All I got to do before I leave work or if I woke up five minutes earlier or stayed up five minutes later, hit command B and fucking hit bounce. That's it. And, and then I could take that and I can send it in an email to the guy to have it evaluated, but I'm not doing it. And so I, I realize I got to take small steps around it and like plan the stuff out. I've got three songs that, realistically in the next like four or five days I can have like as ready as I want them. I'm going to work with this company um, to like make the album artwork. I'm already working with them to do stuff for my company and yeah, just have them put that stuff together and, and do it dude. But that's great. Yeah. It's fucking scary, man. Let me ask you, you do a ton of stuff. What, you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You do you do a like a ton of stuff, like a lot, and you're however many hours you're awake a day. <clears throat> do you 
do you schedule stuff out? Do you write down what you're going to do? Or do you just like know what you got to get done and you spend a a certain allotment per time on each area? I mean, you write music, you do this podcast. I honestly just started on Monday, like getting my shit together in terms of like a schedule. And I go through phases of it because I don't know. I don't like having things too rigid. I don't like things too loose, but I gravitate towards the looseness because I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. Like, I'll schedule stuff out for a day, and then I'm like, oh, pfft, dude, got it. And then my the rest of my week like, falls apart. Yeah. And that's what I mean by working hard and working stupid is because I wouldn't plan that stuff. And then, then I spent, like we talked about, spending like 80 hours on a website that literally – was a placeholder that I'm going to have to go back and I now know that I'm going to have to redesign the whole thing because wow. my like my website right now like doesn't say anything. It's just it looks cool like it I looks great. I made it look really cool and I'm proud of that. But in terms of like a business like it doesn't really say anything. It has like podcast production on there and that's fine. You have like the objectives and like the stuff that you I can know, purchase, but when right? you're but from a customer perspective, it doesn't really fucking say anything. You know what I mean? Like it's no. When I, if I I was a business owner or if I was a marketing director looking to hire somebody to make a podcast for me or do this kind of stuff, all that I would know from that website is that I say that I can do podcasts. Other than that, if I'm not familiar with why I should do a podcast or what the business case is, or I've heard about it, but I don't know why I should have like a production company, you're not getting any of that info, but it looks, it looks professional enough and so that's okay. You see more detail then to what the services are that you can provide. I just, I, I, I now know that with this inbound marketing approach, I've got to reassess everything that I've got. I have to restructure the way that I do it so that the website can work for me, not just be that I have a website. Like it's got, it's got to have a purpose. Yeah. And so getting back to your schedule thing, like when I, I think maybe because of this book, but, and I started following, I started doing it. Never mind. doesn't matter. Well, I want to hear. Um, but like schedule, I, I put stuff into monday.com, right? And I've been trying to like do things in there and set dates and timelines. And then I realized, okay, my brain's not working for this. So uh, over the weekend, I put together just like a, a task list on there. It just says this week and here are the tasks. And then you can put in the task that you want and then you can make notes on it. You can put timelines on it, whatever. But what I did is I was like, all right, I'm going to go in to the office. I'm going to get in the office by 9.15. Not 9, 9.15. And then I am going to start working on shit by 10. That first section of the day, uh, I've got the things I need to do, but more focus on communication. So emailing the people that I need to, making my LinkedIn post for the day, talking to the people that I need to, talking to my brother about the other cameras that I might buy, all this kind of stuff, right? Getting that stuff out of the way. And then like breaking it into like 45-minute chunks. So 10 to 10.45, do the most important thing for the day. On Monday and Tuesday, that was putting together this proposal, right? But at the end of that time, I was like, fuck, all right, I got to move on. Yep. And 
if you've got a deadline that is today or something, maybe you don't have that luxury, but like really breaking it up like that of, okay, I got these, I have, I have 20 things on the list that I want to do this week and they're multiple day things, but it's like, let me do this most important thing first. And then like, stop at that time, regroup, check my emails, fucking watch a funny video or something like that. And then go into the next thing, but like really try to stick to that thing. So your, your best way to perform is to work in 45 minute segments after every 45 minutes, you have a 15 minute kind of cool down and then you're on your back. You're on to the next task in the next 45 minutes. As that's what I'm finding right now. Yeah. Interesting. But making sure that I, it's making sure that I load it up enough that I feel like I, I am actually moving the ball forward on certain things, but also not loading it up so much where I have no time to do any of the stuff. Yeah. And then I don't, then I literally don't do anything. Does that make sense? Where it's like you go so far in the opposite direction. Well, dude, I think multitasking can be an enemy sometimes. The deep work thing. That's what got me. So Mason talked about that last week and he said the book Deep Work where you... Did you read it? No, but I did turn my notifications off on almost everything. Only texts and calls come through where they show up on the lock screen. I only have texts and calls. Yeah. I, I've never turned on my notification for anything ever. Dude, I'll get the notifications like that come down from the top while you have your phone open. Get those. I'm I'm good with that. But yeah, the ability to go in and just check that shit when, when you want to check it. I still look at my phone all the time. Dude, it's, a, it's like a disease, man. Yeah. I was, I was looking at it. But Dude. yeah, blocking that time and being like, I'm, I'm fucking focused on this. I get so much more shit done in that 45 minutes because I'm like, I got this time. I I can focus only on this and then I move on. Whereas that thing, I would be like, here's a four hour block and let me check the, and you don't do anything. Well, dude, that's why I think too, like even for like my personal stuff, say it's not even work stuff, being at home sometimes and trying to be like, whatever, let's say I'm trying to learn some stuff on the guitar. Mm -hmm. You have so many distractions at your house that it's just, that's cool. I want to jump in. Oh, I got to do this. I got to clean. I got to change a diaper or something, this and that. It's like, it just throws you all out of whack. Yeah. Just the smallest things. But I think you're right, dude, because even if you spend, you know, an uninterrupted 30 minutes on something, it's better than spending like a few hours on that same deal and you're do, doing other stuff. Because the second, I think I'm fine. And when you take your focus away from something, it's like, you got to jump all the way back into that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good. it's a killer. That's why going and checking the phone it literally takes you out of that focus zone. I wonder if we're in like a new, we're going into a new not an era because of this, but people are realizing multitask. You know, you go in for a job interview, they're like, "What what are, what are your strengths?" We're like, "Oh, multitasking. I do this. Like, maybe multitasking isn't all it's cut out to be in certain scenarios, of course. Yeah, but maybe not in certain certain work. Yeah, it's like." It doesn't let you do that kind of like that deep work. Yeah. You know? So it's like a flow. You're going to flow with something mm-hmm. then. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's working right now. Cool. We'll see if I can fucking stick to it. Well, I was just, that's my problem is I just don't stick to these yeah. things. Well, that's what I'm saying though, that you've, you've been already doing this, all this for, for so long. And I think you're on, it seems like you're like hitting really strong. 
Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming along. It's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. I'm happy for you. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate have you, have, it. Have you ever read? You should read this book. It's uh, called The Power of Positive Thinking. I think this is the book. I've heard of it, but Norman, some of the guys. It's an old book, and like maybe not as old as like how to win uh, friends and influence people. It's kind of like that in a way, but yeah, he talks about this, uh, um, this guy who buys this land because he thinks there's gold in the mountain. So this guy comes and he, he buys all this machinery and spends millions and millions of dollars and they start hacking away at this mountain and, you know, he's going at it. Hours turn to days, days turn to week, weeks turn to months, months turn to years. He's still going, doesn't find anything. He's like, all right, I'm going to go a little bit longer. You know, if nothing happens, I'm going to sell the land because there's nothing here. So, you know, he goes a little bit longer, can't find anything after all these years, and he sells off the land. Well, somebody comes and buys the land for dirt cheap because they think there's nothing on it. And then the new guy gets in there, and within the first, you know, couple hours of him digging in the tunnel, he finds like a crazy amount of gold. So that's like the beginning of the yeah. story. So it's like he talks about how, like, when it, when you think it's the, like the toughest, it's like that's probably when you're going to strike gold. Yeah. Like it's just you're just on the other side of that, you're just on the other side of that wall. Yeah. So I always refer to that when I'm like having a bad day or something. You're like, oh man, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, I'm going to hang on a little bit longer. I'm going to do this a little bit more and see where it goes. Well, that's part of the motivation thing too, is like sometimes you got to, you got to look where the struggle is the most. And that may be where you need to go. Yeah. Like it's like the King Arthur thing, right? The Knights of the Round Table is like whatever to go fight dragons or something. I yeah. can't remember what it was, but like, the way that they determined it was like, look at the forest and whatever section looks the darkest, that's where you go. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, dude, that's kind of like what, that's what everything is. It's what like art or businesses, like doing do you, this stuff. Do you find yourself trying to take the easy ways or do you ever find yourself be like, you know what? I'm going to jump into something that's really hard. Both. Yeah. Both. It's like, it's both. Yeah. There's certain things that you're just like, dude, get, let me do this the fucking easiest way I can. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times you realize like that doesn't work. Like I wanted to, I wanted to do some of this design stuff and go the easy, easy way. It's like, nah, then you don't get what you want. But then you try to do it all yourself and you're like swamped. It's not quite what you wanted. Yeah. And it takes so much time. It's like, sometimes you got to do all of the really hard shit and then be like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then, figure out the smarter way. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the only way that I can do it. It's like, I'm, I, I don't know things right off the bat. I'm not like, a, Oh my God, you know, if you just put this and this together, it'd be like perfect. And it's like, I'm like, if I just put this and this together, it'd be perfect. And I do it. It's like, well, that pretty much didn't fucking work <laughs> at all. But yeah. it, I learned this at least like, like you do certain things and then you're like, Oh, well, at least I learned about, lighting settings on a camera yeah like like, you know like things that you wouldn't think so yeah i don't know that's that's it's been cool dude it's been cool it's cool seeing all this shit change like pretty quickly come together i I didn't realize it until goes and i didn't see you for like three weeks doing this stuff and and then you're like came in i was like oh yeah i forgot like got all this different shit i came in and it's it's like a new world in here (laughs) you know the stuff you're posting to the (laughs) Sweet curtains that you got, just everything. And we're getting sweeter curtains. Yeah, champagne colored. 
No, not champagne colors. Chamblay colors. Chamblay. Chamblay. It's going to be a nice light blue gray. That's good. From Pottery Barn. Oh, wow. Spending the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Making this place. Just hang some sheets up there and be done with it. (laughs) Bet you got like piss stained sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, this is actually from last night when I had that night chair. You get like. The fitted sheets, so it's got all the elastics. <laughs> smashed up, just small areas. <laughs> oh yeah, and we got uh, we got Brandon spread love thing in here, dude. I'm pumped to listen to the rest of that. What a cool story! What a cool guy. He's super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, if you're just t- if this is the first episode you're listening to or just tuning in, go back and listen to the Brandon Thrift episode. Yeah, uh, I think it's like ten or eleven or something like that. It's really cool. Yeah, He's I think got, it's 10 because you had, I think you put Michael. There's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think Michael's nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So go back and listen to that. It's pre, it's a, it's a really cool story. And then go check him out on Instagram. I think it's art by Brandon thrift, but it's cool. He does all this, the shit that it just started out as, dude, that's a good, a good example. It just started out as him doing this at his house. He just got, yeah, he basically got like a sign from God to do it. Like, it was just like a sign from the universe. And he just like put it on his, his kick drum. Right. Yeah. Something he's like, Oh yeah. feels right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. That's why you got to just go fucking build shit, but you are building shit. Finally. Yep. It looks pretty sweet. Thanks dude. Yeah. I started just kind of, I just got up there and I'm like, I'm going to start with one board. Right. I'm learning a lot about life too, as I'm making this wall. Um, yeah, I threw one board up there, dude. And I started to kind of, I just, I was like, I'm not going to measure anything, just the angles and everything's just, just like real geometric and it's turned out real nice. It's cool, man. It looks sweet. Thanks dude. Why did yeah. you pick that? What? That pattern. I don't know. I just started doing it. Really? Just, yeah. Yeah. I just, I put the one, the one board on it like this and uh, I just started running with it. But what I was saying was I'm learning a little bit about life while doing this. So I was yeah, like, what do you mean? I'm going to take, I'm going to make everything at a 45 degree angle. Right. So that first board is like, at like 45 and a eighth. I mean, it is like so, close. so tiny off, like not a big deal. Right. Well, I get halfway across the wall and all of a sudden I'm like two inches off on these angles. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I go back to that first board that I laid in it is like that tiny amount off. So it's like, dude, you, if you have a bad foundation going into things like, all of a sudden, that tiny little incremental difference in the beginning is going to throw you off down the road. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude, it's isn't that it's, crazy? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, dude. I'll, when you come, I'll show. I'll put the the square on it. I mean, it is. You can barely even tell that it's not on there, and then just everything else. So I'm like, you got to kind of go back and rearrange other things. But I use liquid nails, which the only way you're getting those boards off, dude, is if you just pretty much tear down the house. Really, <laughs> the whole wall, the, all the drywall would have to come off. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> Dude, my old sales guy, Carl. Yeah. My old sales boss. Yeah, he calls it like uh I don't know. I don't know, like what the one degree difference. Mm-hmm. It's like or the like one in sixty rule is like a pilot thing. He's like if you're off by one degree and you fly for like an hour, you're off by sixty miles. Yeah, or something a huge like that. Change. Like yeah, it's 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 nuts. Yeah. The smallest amount can have that big of a different, you know, impact. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing as the compound effect. Mm-hmm. I just read that book and it's like, okay, there's all right. It's like, what I was saying is like, would you rather have a million dollars today or me give you a penny? 
over the next 30 days, that penny doubles, you know, and it's value doubles each and day. doubles and doubles. Yeah. Yep. It's all of a sudden in 30 days, you're like, well, you have like $5 million. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Got to put it in that work. I know. Put that's, it in that work. That's the secret, dude. Just figure out how to double, double pennies each day. I think the secret's move to Australia. Doesn't sound like it. You get locked in your fucking house. So what? They people are locked down and they just have these robots that just roam the streets. It sounds like the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to the trade show this year, but none of us are going. We're gonna send these little robots and have a faces on the screen. I wonder who makes those little robots. I don't know. Right, Amazon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They're gonna start giving it to you free purchase an ipad and they're like oh it comes with a robot too yeah would you like this robot yeah oh you don't well you're gonna get it anyway alexa bot yeah hey alexa hey alexa roll over here alexa will be a roomba too you don't have an alexa you gave me an alexa years ago i gave you an alexa because it's a fucking spy device yeah i love it dude but i get angry at her do you yeah the music gets too loud i tell her to turn it down she can't hear me so i yell alexa (laughs) yeah that's me it's like stepbrothers and sheen Literally like, Mom, meatloaf. I'm meatloaf. Is that Step Brothers? No, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers, yeah, yeah. I got a belly full of white dog shit. You're going to lay this shit on me? Dude, what a great movie. I saw Will Ferrell the other day, and he looks old. Does he? Yeah. He was in a TikTok or uh, Instagram with uh, Ryan Gosling. He had white hair. He has white hair? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be there. You see this shit? Or maybe it's on this side. You got some white in here too, don't you? Yeah, I do once I grow it out. Oh, dude, you're done. Done for. Done. Rest think, in peace, Chris Hine. It's been good knowing you guys. I get. I think I got a little. I can't tell if it's just really blonde or if it's white up, up uh, this area. It's it's very blonde. blonde. I think it's just really blonde. Yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm fine. You're falling apart otherwise, but you know, you're doing all right. My hair looks good, over, so that's what matters. <laughs> well, it matters. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck I, these people. I died shit. I don't, don't work out anymore, but my hair looks good. So that's all. Hey. Yeah. Roll with what, what you got. <laughs> you want to wrap this up? Let's do it. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. Adios. Peace. See you next Wednesday. Toodaloo.